You're riding on the Denial Bus with Patty Crouch and Holly Gates. All right, guys, I brought Heather back. Hi, Heather. Hello. Um, because off the air, she said something about Bella being on Adderall. And I was like, oh, what? Because medicine and prescription medicine for like ADHD and all these other things, it's something that I'm like trying to process through because I realize at one point we may need to do that with Jackson. It's just is what it is. But I want to get in a spot where I know a little bit more, like have better standing emotionally before we get there. So I wanted to talk to Heather and see what happened with her story and then have a discussion. So I brought her back. Sure. I figured y'all wouldn't mind, you know, y'all like Heather. So Heather's back. I like me. I like you too. (laughs) Um, Anyways. Okay. So you said that she's on Adderall and, but you also said, okay, so what, how did you get to this point? Like, well, and, you know, the very first discussion of Bella having ADD, not ADHD, ADD and ADD, ADHD have kind of been combined now. Right. So they're not, like, two separate things anymore. And the first time they had kind of pre-diagnosed it was, like, when she was nine. But they were like, you know, it could be trauma because trauma does manifest as ADD. Yes. Uh, so let's deal with the trauma first. And so, you know, so, yeah, we've been dealing everything with the trauma and, and, you know, her IEPs are are kind of matched to that. And um, we had a trauma therapist this year who's been fantastic. And she's like, I think it's time to discuss Bella having ADD. And I was like, she doesn't have ADD, it's trauma. She's like, yes, and she may also have ADD. So the therapist, your therapist said this. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And she did, at first I was like, this is bunk. Because she had, like, Bella do a self-diagnosis. <laughs> and then she's like, I was like, Bella doesn't know. <laughs> and she's like, well, how about you and I right here do this a diagnosis? And I answered yes to everything. And she's like, so you need to have two of these to be considered as potentially having ADD. And you said yes to all ten. Oh, my goodness. And I was so, like, anyway, what do you think <sighs> those tests, though? I always feel like. They're worded, like you can word yourself or you can like almost do the test to make it one way or the other. I I can, but there were some questions in it that were very specific. Like what? Like, gets, I can't remember exact wording, but it was something to the effect of like, um, gets distracted where they change conversation, it's stream of thought and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that happens daily, you know, multiple times a day. And there was just a lot, like, they were a lot more descriptive than, like, can't sit still in their seat. Like, um, yeah, must get up in class, must, you know, often ask for, like, a bathroom pass, often has an excuse to leave the room. And I was like, oh, like, it was very specific. Man, you've seen like, those, and I'm like, thought. maybe Zandy has it. <laughs> or it yeah, the I mean, so, yeah, I know. <laughs> you never know. So I fought the therapist a little bit on it. And she's like, I think she should see a pediatrician, you know, who kind of specializes in this. She's like, but I think she should see him and I think we should test her. And it was like, I think it's about 45 minutes of testing with the pediatrician. I don't know what happened. 
because um, as a parent, I was not allowed in the room because they didn't want any parental influence. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And then he came out and he's like, your kid has ADD. <laughs> I was like, or it could be trauma. And he's like, ah, well, let's try the medicine first. And we had a lengthy conversation. I okay. told him my concerns and said, oh, sorry. No, I was, I think it's funny how like, the therapist is like, well, trauma, and then we'll treat the ADD. And the pediatrician's all like, let's treat the ADD and then see if it's trauma. <laughs> like, yeah. okay. It's just funny the I way different the, perspectives yeah. handle things. I mean, I think the problem has been consistently like you could see grades and behaviors had not improved. You know what I mean? From when yeah. she first started her IEP. So, like there had been no improvement. And that's really what it came down to is like maybe we should address this and see what happens. Um, so I was like, great, fine, we'll do it. And uh, I talked about my concerns about, like, you know, is it going to damage her liver? What, what's it going to do? Like, do we have to ramp her up and ramp her down on this? And he's like, no. He's like, you know, some kids don't want to take it on the weekend. That's fine. Some kids do. They don't feel they can concentrate if they don't have it, you know, in their system on the weekend. They, they like the way it feels. And they started her on the lowest dosage possible. Oh, wait, wait. Let's go back. So your concerns uh-huh. were life like life long, blah, blah, I can't talk. Long term effects on her liver because just your yeah. liver gets a beating whenever it takes a prescription drug because it has to like yes. process it and all that stuff. So it's it's hard in the liver. Yeah. So that was your concern, and then your other concern. What were your other concerns besides? Like having to ramp up and ramp down from it. Like there's some medications you have to slowly get a person adjusted to, and then if you want them to go off of the medication, you have to ramp them down by decreasing the dosage. Yeah, I think feel like a lot of depression and, medicine is like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, they're like, no, 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 it's nothing like that. So like, she just takes it, it was three times a day that she would just need to take it. Okay. I was like, okay, we'll do it. And we got the lowest dosage. Did you get and, any do- lowest um, doses or like a micro dose? Because some people even do like even smaller no, than the smallest dose. Like they do these micro no, doses. It was, the, it's the smallest dose. Okay. It's not a microdose. I think okay. she's too old and her weight. No, I'm not going to late shame her, but <laughs> her weight was enough that like, they were like, that's not going to do anything. Okay. Makes sense. So, um, I would imagine on a younger child, you would microdose. You wouldn't do it on a, on a teenager though. Um, yeah, makes sense. So we had a couple problems with the teacher observations and the problems were she was in two classes and it, one of the teachers answered very honestly she her, the time period that she took the meds would only affect two of her classes not three of her classes so three of her classes would not be able it's supposed to be three classes that watch her and observe and then right after she takes the dosage they um it's supposed to affect her behavior for that class so it only affected two with her timing of the dosage um so the problem was is Bella is charming she's so charming and so sweet and she charmed the pants off of her first period teacher. And her first period teacher gave Bella a perfect score pre-medication. Oh, so the therapist was like, um, I've never had anyone, even those without ADD, get a perfect score. Like, it, it means, like, the kid never interrupts in class, always does their homework, has never turned in anything late. She's like, I've never had a perfect score. And I said, yeah. And she's like, what do you think about this? I said, well, I think Bella has really charmed her teacher because I look at what's asked. Like it says things like, uh, 
turns and assignments all the time. And I said, but I can pull up her, her school online, you know, assignment stuff. And I can see she's missing five assignments. And I said, last semester, she got a D, you know, and this semester she has a B and she's watching a movie every week and answering 10 questions on that movie. It's not exactly the highest bar being set. <laughs> yeah, I can say that. And she's like, okay. She's like, do I have your permission to talk to the teacher? So I guess she had a conversation with her at some point. Um, and then her other teacher answered, I guess, pretty honestly. So that's a whole other issue now later on. But the problem is, is the week that she started taking meds is the week that the school shut down. Oh, geez. So we never got to see what a full week looks like with her taking the medication. So she's been taking it at home. And because of the way the online school is set up, she doesn't need to take it three times a day. She's only taking it twice. So Bella has been doing better-ish. Better-ish? Better-ish. I like that word. It's hard to gauge how she's doing, in my opinion. She's doing really well in one class because she really wants to impress this teacher. And sometimes you just need some kind of reason to do well in a class, and she's kind of found it. She really wants the teacher to like her. Um, and so she's been actively putting most of her time into this class, which means her biology class has a D, you know? And other classes are suffering because she still can't focus on, on one. And it's hard to, to understand what she's doing. But she doesn't have a D in any classes, really. I think biology just came up to a C. So she is passing seen above all of the classes. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard to gauge. Is it helping her? I did notice, like, I was like, why are you so off this week? And then it turned out she had forgotten that she to take, she claims forgotten. I think she just didn't want to. I think she thought she could do it on her own. She had not been taking her medication. Mm. And it had a really strange, she claims, oh, mom, it's so weird. It's not making me hungry anymore. And I was like, girl, are you sure? <laughs> maybe you're not, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're not snacking because we don't have chips in the house, you know? Maybe that's why you snack at school. But I was like, I don't, I haven't seen a decrease in appetite. Mm -hmm. uh, Is the medicine supposed to decrease thing, or increase the, the appetite? Decrease. Decrease. Let's oh. make them less hungry. And I was like, mm, I don't know. You just had seconds tonight. So I don't know if I would call that decreasing your appetite. But I mean, and again, it's not a weight shame thing. It's just, uh, I don't think that's what's happening. Uh, maybe she's feeling less hungry or thinking. I, I think that it's tied to the fact that when she's at school, a lot of kids are snacking around her. So she is way chainier kid. You have to understand, like Bella gained thirty five pounds in let me count the months. Wow. In six seven months. No, six months. In six months of school she gained thirty five pounds. Well, it's a social thing. Which, what are we gonna do? We're gonna all gonna go to the snack machine, we're yeah. gonna get something, we're gonna eat and while we talk, you yes. know, like it's like smoking. Exactly. Exactly. So she she was eating junk food every day, plus her lunch, coming home, having a snack, you know, and when we cleaned out her room recently, we found tons of food wrappers again. So I think her idea that she's not hungry is she realized how much she was snacking at school. And because we don't have tasty talkies and stuff like that here, yeah. she's not snacking as much. So she thinks she's lost her hunger. Whatever. Fine. Maybe when she goes back to school, she'll be more self-controlled about it. Hopefully. You know, it'll be great. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the other part is 
the that I did notice is that she's not as tired as she used to be. Huh. And that's not really an ADD symptom, but for Bella, it was a really extreme symptom where she would sleep 14 to 16 hours a day. Wow. Like people are always surprised. I'm like, well, Bella's bedtime is eight o'clock. And they're like, eight o'clock. I'm like, yeah. And if she doesn't go to bed at eight, she's going to have a bad day the next day. Like she needs to be in bed at 8 p.m. And she needs to actually get up at six because she can't wake up rapidly and get dressed and get ready for school. Like it, it makes her too groggy. So we had to wake her up an hour and a half before school started wow. so that she could spend time like kind of, just, I mean, she literally will just sit in her room for like 15 minutes when she first wakes up just to kind of center herself yeah. and get going. And even then she'd be groggy. Like she would come home from school, fall asleep. This is before like medicine. Half hours. Before. Okay. Yeah. She just slept all the time. She was always tired. And now, no more naps. Um, she perks up a lot faster in the morning. And we kind of are pushing her bedtime just to 8.30 um, to see how she's doing. So right now it's fine. So with the ADD, it does seem to keep her a little bit more attentive, like, through the afternoon. And it lets her wind down at bedtime. Like, I was talking to her therapist, and the therapist was like, well, you know, kids do need a lot of sleep. She's like, but 16 hours is quite a bit. I'm like... You know, on the weekend, she'll go to bed at 8 on, on Friday night, and she won't get up until, like, 11 or noon on the weekends. And then she'll want to take a nap again a few hours later. And wow. she's like, yeah, it's a little bit much. It's a little excessive. A little bit much. So, but maybe her brain yeah. is just working overdrive and physically exhausted. Yeah. Because we feel like that with Jackson. Like we And I was reading mm -hmm. a post on one of my FASD um, groups where – because now everyone's doing this distance learning, she realized, like, if her son has a good solid rest, either a nap or just some time to, like, watch a show or not, quote, unquote, think, mm -hmm. he can then work the rest of the day with no problem on his schoolwork. Yeah. And so she's like, no wonder his afternoons were so horrible because he needs this, like, mental break and lunch doesn't do it because of all the social aspects of lunch. Sure. So, yeah. but like their brains, the FASD brain almost expends, physically expends more energy to do the thinking that a, a neurotypical brain would do. So they physically yeah. get more yeah, exhausted. I mean, so it kind of sounds like that could happen to an ADHD brain where it's like yeah. physically their brain is comprehending and sorting and focusing and doing all this yeah. stuff more rapidly that it's going to get tired quicker. Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely think that's probably a lot of what's happened with her. Um, but like, I don't know. Some of the little behaviors, I still don't see changes on, but her homework has improved. But I also don't know if maybe she's just better at like distance learning. And maybe homeschooling is the option for her. Wow. Because I asked her like, why are you doing so much better? Why do you think? And I was kind of going to say the, the meds. She didn't say the meds. She said, it's because I have more time. And because they make online, like, lectures, she didn't say lectures, she said online videos, but the lectures are online. She's like, whatever I don't understand, I can go back and watch it over and over again until I get it. So yeah, she I mean, doesn't have that in class. She doesn't have the repeating in class or the teacher being able to stop and repeat again and again and again. And she doesn't have the luxury of time. And she also admittedly doesn't have the distractions in class that she has, you know, usually in school. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of little factors that can add up to yeah. 
yeah. not being able to be successful in the classroom. I mean, one of the problems that she's always had is anxiety in her time, um, which is why she doesn't test well. Because when she knows she only has 45 minutes to complete a test, she's already, like, freaking out. But here, it's like, turn in the test by the end of today. So she has all day to work on the test. And suddenly her test is better. She can take her time on it. So it's really hard to say yeah. if it was the medicine or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've talked about it about next year and if school resumes in the fall, even though we're moving states, but if she goes back in and she's going to give it a semester, she says, but she, she said if she struggles, she'll, she'll probably go back to homeschooling. There's some because she likes the grades she's getting. She likes doing well. That's she likes awesome. succeeding. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it feels real good. And to know you're doing it. But, and she also, I forgot to mention, even though she does have teacher's aides in classes, it's like three teacher's aides for 40 kids. You know, so they're still spread thin. Yeah. Here, she has a question. She's got dad and I, we have resource books everywhere. She can Google online, you know, watch a video on YouTube about something. So she has a lot more resources available to her to explain things. Yeah. Like she didn't understand how to do a, like analyze a speech from Romeo and Juliet. So I was able to spend 20 minutes talking with her through the whole thing and translating the entire piece with her before she had to go read through it and analyze it. That's amazing. And that's, that's a big difference. That's a big difference though. Like what, who's going to sit there and analyze it with her for 20 minutes in class? Nobody. It's a matter of having support or not support. Yeah. So, I, look at the girls, uh, I look at the girls and it's like they just withdraw or run the minute they don't have support and they don't have the patience or the capability to wait or ask, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. this is, this is a tough challenge because you don't get paid to homeschool your kid. No, there's no discounts. You know, you don't get what the, the state, the state makes for the county when your kid goes to school. That would be awesome though. Um, yeah, I know. Right. That doesn't get allocated to you. So. Uh, you know, the challenge has become social aspects, but like in Henderson, the Henderson community centers and stuff, they actually have like homeschooling get togethers oh, and my. kids of all ages go. Yeah. Yeah. I was so talking, like, I was talking to one of my friends who chose to homeschool and she was, you know, the whole distance learning. She's like, this isn't homeschooling. Homeschooling, you A, choose yeah. and none of us chose this. And B, mm-hmm. there's like you said, get togethers, there's groups, there's play dates, there's museums, there's all these things. Yeah. She's like, June had school friends. It was a matter of like seeking these groups out, you know, or having them around. Yeah. And I feel like there's this program that's all online that actually gives you a teacher and you get like, it was all, it was like, yeah, there's, what, there's a lot that you can choose from. There's so many options and curriculum. And there's ones where, like, the kids, and I'm sure, actually, after this whole coronavirus thing, we're going to see explosion of courses where they're using, like, Zoom. So oh, the yeah. kids can see other kids in class, you know? Yeah. And it can really be a communication tool. But, I mean, so here's where I stand on it. Do the meds help? I don't know. I really don't know. Do I think that she could learn to self-manage and succeed without the meds if we were doing homeschooling? Yeah, I do. So the test is going to be when she goes back to school in the fall, the meds help. 
that's also going to be a hard uh, line because it's not a, yeah, really, she, a new school and new friends and new stuff. So it's going to be a little bit yeah. interesting in that it's, sense. It's not, it's not going to be a fair assessment. So it's like, I almost feel like take her off of the meds for the first month she's there. Cause also the first month of school in most schools are kind of easy when you're not taking like an advanced class, you know? Yeah. It's all very letting the kids kind of settle. It out. And, yeah. Yeah. Like the hippy dippy, it's a wonderful school, but the hippy dippy school that they went to for junior high, they were like, Oh, we don't really do any homework for the first month. <laughs> Cause we need the kids to like get used to the routines. They're like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Fine. Whatever. I don't, that's less stress for me. But, um, you know, like, I think for her as well at this new school, there's going to be at least a gradual setting in. So it's like, so for the first month, maybe we take her off of meds, And maybe at the end of the month, we ask the teachers to do the observations. And then we put her back on the meds the next month in the low dose again and see what happens. It's an idea. Yeah. And, you know, everybody always gives you that analogy. Like, you know, if you had a kid with diabetes, would you not give him insulin? And I'm like, no. I mean, of course I would give my kid insulin if they had diabetes. Of course. If she needs the meds, I'm going to give her the meds. But this is where I'm very confused is we've seen success based on her own assessment from distance learning that has nothing to do with medication. Wait, hold on. Time out. That's a stupid analogy Mm -hmm. because you wouldn't give someone insulin whose pancreas was working. You know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, we don't know if her pancreas is working or not. So yeah. we wouldn't just give her insulin not knowing for pancreas was working. Like, that's a stupid yeah. analogy. I'm sorry. I got mad. <laughs> so I was like, no. Nah. It's all right. Um, no. I, so I just, yeah, um, you know, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And uh, I just want to do what's best. So right now she's still doing the meds. So we're going to take her off it for the summer, actually. I don't see a point to it. Um, Unless she says, like, I had a friend's son. Yeah, um, at young, he was younger. He was like, I think he started he started meds at nine or ten or something like that. And it, his mom was like, "We'll do it during school, but I don't want you on it on the weekends." And he came to his mom was like, "Mom, I like the way my brain works when mm-hmm. I'm on the yeah. meds." He's like, "When it's not, yeah. I'm all over the place. I get confused. I get frustrated with myself. Like I don't like it." Like I, he saw his own difference of realizing like the meds help yeah. me be a better person and. I'd rather be that person than someone who's all over the place because that's yeah. how his brain worked. So if she ever came back it's, to that, then you'd be like, okay, well, then the meds are working and the meds are doing something. That's and then, true. You know? But if I she's mean, not going to, to. Yeah, I hate to be this person. The only thing I see with the meds is it tends to tone down our attitude. Ooh, that's a good one, though. Is like, that worth it? Then keep them on. No. Like, when she's super bitchy, I'm like, did you take your pill today? And she's like, uh, I, I forgot. I didn't take it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can tell. Like, I don't know why that's an aspect of it. I don't know. Um, well, I feel you know, but I can kind of analyze it. Like, yesterday, she didn't take her afternoon pill, so it had worn off. And uh, she had finished her work earlier than her brother and sister. And she started, she, like, shot a rubber band at her brother. And he got mad and threw it away. And then she got mad that he threw the rubber band away. And I was like, and then she just was lying, like adamant she didn't shoot it at him. So we went to the camera footage. And I'm like, dude, you aimed it. I can draw a line from where you're looking to where he's sitting. What are you talking about? You didn't. No, I was aiming at the fan 
behind him. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so I went, did you take your meds today? And she's like, oh, I didn't take it this afternoon. I forgot after lunch. I'm like, it's very obvious. It's very obvious because she gets bored and her brain gets crazy. And then she's got to like annoy her brother and sister for entertainment. Oh, well, you may want to consider this after a couple of weeks of summer to put her back on if it means not know. annoying her brother and sister. I mean, I get Maybe that I'll because just do it after lunch. Lexi, <laughs> that makes sense too. Lexi, when she's bored, she bugs her sister. Like, and she'll yeah. be like, I'm bored. I'm like, well, then don't poke the bear. Like, just to get something yeah. to do, go find something to do. Jerk face. Yeah. Anyway. You know what? Do you have this problem now that you have this big, beautiful backyard where well, I know Jackson's like, wild and free yes little but naked bohemian but oh, like with yes. the other two are you like guys i bought you this house the big backyard go play in it like have you had that discussion yet um yeah and we've made okay. them we made them go look it's outside go like go like you have a backyard yeah. go just go you know what i think you need to do we have a backyard hour. i think you need to give them <laughs> i think you need to give them each like safety scissors and make them go cut, like, like mark off a little area of your backyard, the grass, and make it, like, trim it down to, so like, an inch. Like, give them a ruler. I like oh, you, <laughs> trim it to, like, an inch high. I already did that with Jackson. <laughs> did you? Ja- How yes, did you? because Jackson wanted to cut all the flowers, and I was like, you can't cut all the flowers. It's like, look, look at all this grass. Can you cut all the grass for me? And he was like, okay, oh mama. God. And so he started cutting all the grass, and then, of course, he got <laughs> bored. But he, I was like, oh, this works. And he'll be like, oh, my goodness, you got so much. And he would bring me, like, handfuls. And I was like, oh, oh my God, so much. I took him forever. <laughs> like, it was the best thing. He did it for, like, a, a solid hour. Like, I did not think it would last. a big old backyard. I, I well, mean, that's, that's a well, good for him. And he doesn't have the capacity to really cut very well. So, like, it, he struggled and focused. Like, it was really cute and fun. <laughs> and it gave me some, it gave him something to do. And I was like, oh, this is working. Yeah. I go, this Chris goes, what is he doing? I was like, cutting the backyard with scissors, cutting the grass. <laughs> He's like, what? And I was like, just let him. Like, okay. So, no. Yeah. We had to make outside it. hours. And then I, I'm like, you can listen to your stories. That's fine. I, mm-hmm. I get it. Read with your ears is what we call it now. I go, go do yeah. your ear reading. That's fine. Just do it outside in the hammock. Like, get some vitamin yeah. D. Yeah. Um, we got them new headsets that are now Bluetooth so they can mm-hmm. put the tablet down and like walk around. And that actually has helped awesome. a whole lot because I oh, made them awesome. a little satchel for the tablet. So she'll wear the satchel and she'll scooter while she's listening to her stories. She'll like look for bugs and caterpillars. Like both of them will look for bugs and caterpillars. Like they'll do nice. more stuff outside still listening their, to their stories. Their stories. That's awesome. So yeah, but yeah. Man, yeah. I can just imagine, like, the kids are going to really enjoy the pool in the backyard for, like, a week. And then be like, this is boring. I'm going to be like, no, 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 I fucking no, no. spent a, porch, a, a huge amount of money on buying a house in the pool. You will get in that fucking pool, and you'll stay in it all summer. <laughs> don't even give me any, don't give me any lip. Uh, so I'm very excited because I bought somebody's backyard furniture. Like, they're selling it so cheap. A whole fire pit set with, like, four chairs. Oh, wow. Like, 150 bucks. And I was like, I will take this from you. That's awesome. I will take it now. So, yeah. That's so one I, of the I wanted things a fire we're missing. Pit. That's one of the th- things that we're missing yeah. needs a fire. But Chris also needs to build me a 10-foot farm table so we can fit 12 people outside. <laughs> nice. And, and so I was like, and then we'll start collecting chairs for that as well. So I have my plans. Mm-hmm. I have my plans. No okay. worries. Yeah. We, we, got, we went on a tangent. We did. Okay. So because you, we're ADD. That's yes. <laughs> we should take the medicines and maybe I won't be as attitude. You can't take it as an adult. It makes you crazy. Really? Yeah, there's something about like Adderall's bad for adults. I don't know. Look it up. I, I, I heard know. that. 
Probably for Adderall, the well, people she, like who abuse it. If you really need it, wouldn't it work? I don't think so. Not as an adult. There's like literally something that happens like with your brain, like that it doesn't oh, work. Jeez, that's a horrible. Because if someone then then that's not okay. Another reason why not to do it then, because if you're gonna yeah get dependent on it, well then why so, you're not gonna learn the scaffolding you need to be able to have the tools but that that's you need. Actually, what like the therapist told me is that Adderall, when you use especially in a low dosage, like if you're using it as an assistance tool is that it's supposed to help them focus enough that they can build the tools that they need to understand what they need for success. Okay, So, so the idea is that they can transition off of it and they will be able to be successful. Okay, so that's my reason for pro-prescription drugs. Because mm-hmm. I hear the same thing yeah. with depression. Yeah. Um, how uh, uh, some people are so depressed that they can't even learn the coping skills they need yeah, to be able to function with depression. So they have to give them yeah. their bodies, you know, the actual chemicals that are needed to get to a spot where they can start to begin to cope and then hopefully get yeah. themselves off of it. So then I was like, okay, yeah, well, yeah. if you did that with the drugs or whatever, then it makes sense. Like help them learn the tools in a spot, in a space where their brain can actually function to be able to learn it. I'm just scared mm-hmm. because you hear all these, and I did not do any research on this, so sorry. I just hear all these scary stories of, like, all these shooters were kids who were on these, you know, psychotropic drugs, and it changed yeah. their brain chemistry, and it's like their bodies, like, Jackson's brain yeah. is growing and doing so much. It's like, why are we altering it? to a certain extent, to work a certain and way think, when it can possibly yeah. figure it out. But at the same time, like, you, if your child needed insulin, you would give them insulin. <laughs> you know? I mean, I really think that if anybody wants to put their kid, like if they think the kid has ADD and they think the kid needs medication, you need to have a good relationship with a therapist and a pediatrician. And you need to work on it hand in hand. Or some kind of, you know... um, I have friends whose kids are autistic and they've given them Adderall, but it's done in conjunction with, you know, their physical therapist or whatever, the behavioral therapist. And so there's experts involved. You know, it's not one person's opinion. It's a, it's a team effort and a team decision. That and makes sense, actually. Why would you I give would it to them without the team. other tools to be able to succeed? Yeah. So I and. and don't do it with just on the advice of one person. Like, just put one out all write a prescription. Like, don't do that. Like, meet a couple people, have them meet, and and talk about it, and always say, put them on the lowest dosage possible. Because you you made a comment off the record last time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we like talked for like another hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after after stop recording, it was just funny. I was like, what? Anyways, um, that she felt felt kind of pressured into doing it a little bit as well. I did because I really had held on to that phrase that it was just trauma. And I didn't want to be a person who medicated their kids because there's taboo against that, you know? Yeah. There's taboo in the adoption community against it where people are like, why are you medicating your kids? You know, your kids are broken. That's obviously the problem. It's not all this other stuff. And you kind of get treated, I feel, sometimes lesser than well, if you agree to put medication in them. But, you know, this wasn't a... um this wasn't a journey that just started this year. This is something where the very first discussions about it being ADD began when she was nine. 
And I think that we gave it a good attempt for five years to really work on, you know, she's been a bit defiant about working on the trauma, but really trying to make the adjustments, give her the, the therapy she needs at school, giving her therapy outside of school. And everybody kind of got together and was like, maybe it's something more. And I had a discussion, like when this happened with her therapist or outside therapist, I talked to the school psychologist and the school psychologist wasn't, you know, did not push either way, but was like, you know, this may be something that she needs and it's worth looking into at least. So we went into everything asking a lot of questions. And at the end of the day, we decided to, because Bella really was the one who said she wanted to try it. Bella was the one who we laid everything out because she's old enough. She's 14, you know, and we said, these are the recommendations. This is what it's supposed to help you with. You have a right to say if, you, if it's making you uncomfortable and you don't like it, that you want to stop. Um, what do you want to do? And we kind of let her make the final decision. That's smart. And when she said, I mean, I wouldn't let a five-year-old make a decision. Five-year-olds would be like, I want to smear jam on my face. Oh, my goodness. You know? Are you crazy? Like, Jackson <laughs> would eat all of the CBD gummies at one sitting. Like, he yeah. had a choice. <laughs> he would eat yeah. them all. It's his favorite CBD. It's his favorite gummy. It's so you CBD. To, yeah. You have to know, like, is your child in the, the, of the mindset to be able to sort of make that personal decision? And we didn't keep any information from her. We talked openly, like we would have the conversations with the pediatrician in front of her, in front of the therapist, in front of people going, so this is what they're saying, you know, and she would ask like for clarification, you know, if she didn't understand something. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we gave it to her and we said, you get to kind of make the choice if this is what you want to do. And she said, yes. That's cool. I think it's super sad that people, like the saddest thing I heard from all of that was that mm -hmm. you may be hung on too long because of the judgment you would probably get from other people, from the taboo-ness yeah. of it all. Yeah. Like, I wish that wasn't the case. Like, I wish we didn't have yeah. that judgment because but it... In my defense, I will say, I still don't know if it works. <laughs> which, <laughs> totally get it. But if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. You know, like... I don't know. I just, it's just, it's sad. It saddens. It just saddens me to think that the, once again, yeah. we're judging each other when in I reality, mean, we're just trying to do what's best for our kid. And sometimes yeah. it's best for our kid is putting them on a drug I mean, their brain needs. And sometimes it's yeah. not. And sometimes, and I'm right there with you in the sense of like, I'm holding off as long as I can with Jackson and granted he's five. Yeah. And I still think his brain's way too little to like really comprehend any of that. Of yeah. Whether or not it's ADD or how it's going to, his, how his brain's been impacted by, the alcohol, like let it yeah. play off and let it make sure it's not a stupid milestone that he's meeting because yeah. he's a jerk face three-year-old and not, you know, a five-year-old like he's yeah. supposed to be. It's like and that's, and that's always the challenge too, because a lot of it you can blame to Bella being, not blame, but to say like a lot of these symptoms seem very in trend with what teenagers are like. So how do I determine what is age appropriate? Like just this kind of typical behavior and what is trauma and what is ADD. And it kind of comes down to, well, if we give her some medication, we can kind of quickly determine yes or no on one of those categories. That makes complete sense. It gives you a lot more information. Like, okay. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, 
right. So it, it was not something that we turned around immediately on. It took about two months for me to finally come around to it. And as I said, ultimately gave it to Bella to make the final decision. Um, so yeah, it was about a two month process of who I wanted to talk to and, and really learn everything, ask a lot of questions. And, um, it took about two months. All right. I like that you gave Bella the control, you know, like that's it's her body. She, yeah, it is. And I think she, she was the one who really wanted to try it. And I was very hesitant. Um, but I wanted her to be aware. And I wanted to go in the room and hear exactly what the symptoms were. I think the only symptom she had in the very first week that she was doing this, like the first couple, is uh, she got headaches, which was a common occurrence. Mm. So we gave her one tablet of children's Tylenol, and she was fine. Which, by the way, I ran out of my Aleve. And I had a splitting headache, and I took a children's Tylenol, like one tablet. You know, I could take two because of my age. I'm over the age of six. You are? Um, I know. No, you don't look a day over six. I know. But uh, I took a tablet, and, like, that fixed it right up. And I was like, what? How strong is children's Tylenol? <laughs> well, the reason why they, right. they, they pediatricians prescribe Tylenol more than they mm-hmm. do Motrin is because it's a lot harder to overdose on Tylenol. Like you can take a shitload and not die. But on Motrin, it's a little bit easier to OD on it. So that's why most pediatricians are like, parents are stupid, especially when they're, you know, panicked about their child. So let's just do um, the Tylenol instead. Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with Jackson if he comes because I feel like I need to get to a spot where I'm okay with it so that way I'm not lagging behind. Yeah. Like the last thing I want to do is not make a good decision for Jackson because of mm-hmm. peer pressure or judgment from yeah. others. You know, like I really want to be able to go in, like to process all of that mm-hmm. so that when, if the time comes. I can yeah. be like, okay, I processed that the emotional side. Yeah. Now let me, let me make an educated decision yeah. on it and not have oh, to but... fight the stigma of my kid is yeah. medicated. Because it is a stigma, which is so sad. It is. You know? Yeah. Going back to, I forgot one thing. The teacher who gave her like a perfect score wrote a note on it saying like, she is such a delight. She's a wonderful child. I don't think she needs any medication I don't think medication is a good idea. So you could see that she had a viewpoint. Mm. And it was like, okay, come on, baby. Don't be <laughs> Like, you know, well, and I also... and was really, you know, not, I mean, it just wasn't, I don't think it's right for teachers to express their viewpoints this way. Do you know what I mean? No, it should be, okay, this is what they're asking me. This is the question. This is the answer. Like, it shouldn't be. Like, you yeah. and her having a conversation would be a different story if you had that relationship where you'd be like, you know, yeah. like, there's some there's some people that I think would come up to me and be like, dude, you need to start processing Jackson doing this and this and this, you know, and that I would take because mm-hmm. we're, in, you know, and they're in the educational field because we have a relationship and we can have that conversation. But if she's doing yeah. it on a form that she's supposed to be, like, not biased about, you know, like, supposed to be, like, yeah. black and white, this is what she does, this is what she doesn't do, That that's, like... That's just crazy. Yeah. But I also feel like people just, 
it's so weird that there's a stigma with it when people just automatically give it out too. Because I feel like every teacher yeah. just wants their kids in their classes to sit down and behave. That it's like you're constantly hearing about teachers and, and people saying, "Oh, you should put them on Adderall." Like, and like, wait, they're five years old and are you know yeah. a boy with energy or a girl that have sensory issues or you know like why are you just not letting yeah. the kids like it's not and that's them, kind of Bella's it's, problem. It's the way the system well, is. What's Bella's, Bella's problem? problem is she doesn't exhibit stereotypical ADHD behaviors. It's or, like all of course in not. Her brain. It would be so easy if she did. Yeah. And it's like all in her brain where her brain is just hyperactive and not focused. And that's really tough because she's so charming. It's a manipulation tactic, you know, and it's, I don't say that as a, a bad thing. I think it's a good thing to try to be a nice, considerate person. Um, but she does it. She lays the groundwork on every teacher she can because she knows she can like, get away with stuff later. Oh yeah, fine. It's you know, it's, it's, in the, it's, a, it's the way yeah. that she's brilliant. Yes, but like <laughs> at the same time, don't fall so in love with Bella that you're going to harm her with like lying about her abilities. So because you're anti-medication for kids, you yeah, know? that seems so wrong in so many levels. Yeah, so many levels. So that's what that is. Well, it is what it is. I'm glad I talked to you, but I am not any closer to figuring out Jackson. <laughs> you know, it's just a conversation you're going to have to have with, like, his therapist, his physical therapist, behavioral therapist, the teachers, you know, any... Everyone. It's a it's a discussion with everyone, and you have to take all the viewpoints. And probably at this age, he's not ready for it. Oh, he's not. He, you mean, know? He's not at all. I, I would... I mean, I think he could probably go a couple more years without it, and see what happens as he develops but you know I don't, I don't think it has to happen right now no thank goodness because i'm not emotionally yeah. ready for it to happen right now i have so much more to process through i want to get a psychologist no, no psychiatrist take, yeah. i want to get a psychiatrist mm -hmm. well i want to get both but i want to get a psychiatrist on the podcast and hear their viewpoint and they can mm -hmm. you know do the science behind it and all this sorts of stuff that I'm probably, I'm just lacking. It, I yeah. just need a conversation about too. Yeah. Cause that would be very intriguing to hear. So do you remember that movie Gremlins too? No. <laughs> do you remember you know what it is? Like Gremlins? I know Gremlins. That was the okay, first movie I had a nightmare with. Oh. I mean, I remember, I think I saw, I mean, I saw it. I just don't remember it. Okay. So what's your point? My point is. <laughs> one gremlin that gets shot with like this intelligence serum and is like I'd like to talk today about the plight of the gremlins <laughs> it's like I'm like gremlin. you never know that would <laughs> be like, phenomenal Mama, he is... I must tell you today I need to take off my pants and run around the bushes Naked thank me. you mama <laughs> <laughs> he told me tonight to check my attitude it was the funniest <gasps> thing ever he goes mama I love it. check attitude and he says it like, at, it's like attitude. It's like he pronounces them like four, like he, he draws it out, but they're each distinct. So it's like attitude. Yeah. Check your attitude. You know what? Good for him. Good for him that he can say that word. My kids didn't know that word at like 10. Oh, so. He also knows the word asshole. So, you know, we're, we're waiting in life right now. Nice. Um, he's talking a lot more, which is great. Like I, he's, That's great. He's doing great. I just wish, but he's also getting 
He's calm more kids. often, but when his aggression mm-hmm. hits, it hits, and he's strong. Yeah. So, like, Chris came up to me and was like, I'm scared for us in the future. And I was like, so am I. So am mm-hmm. I. So, but at the same time, he's not doing that all the time. So I'm hoping, like, and praying that we're still, there's still progress. Yeah. There's, there is. There is still progress to be made, and who knows where sure. he'll land. And we won't know. Just turn him into, like, a little TV vegetable person, you know? Where all he's doing is watch. Start his good. Start giving him coffee. You know, do what you need to do. Oh, we did get him coffee to help him poop. Oh, that was bad news, bears. He was so really? hyper. Like, oh my god. I'm waiting. I may try it one more time just to see if it was an anomaly or if it really was mm-hmm. the caffeine. But man, he was not stopping. But he was in control. Oh my gosh. It was really weird. Like he was in control of his hyperness, which is a lot for Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like to be in control of his hyperness. But he was definitely hyper. Like, he was, like, doing his obstacle course and then running outside and then chasing Lobo and then doing his obstacle course and then running outside. Like, he was always just like, I cannot keep up with you. I am tired (laughs) just watching you completely. Like, it was, it was tired. So, we'll see. And there's, I mean, that's, that's the other thing. Just trying to also, before we get to prescription drugs, also trying these, you know, natural remedies Yeah, all natural stuff, yeah. And see where those go. Because the girls, they have ADHD tendencies. Like, they don't, I don't think they would Mm -hmm. qualify, especially Lexi. Zandy's a little bit more than Lexi. Yeah. Um, And when she takes caffeine, it works for her. Like, she can, you see a noticeable difference in her, and she can focus more. And the teachers came up to me going, can you please keep sending her with caffeine? And I went, okay, I will. You know? Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We have tons of time. Well, not tons, but, yeah. you know, just a conversation I keep wanting to have. We'll so figure can, it out. Yeah. Oh, well, we're in this together. That's my new little phrase, even though I'm by myself all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, thank it's you for joining us. What? Of course. I said it's not easy. It's a tough chat, you know? It never is. It's a tough idea. No. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to figure out hard to figure out and then I think it's hard like I like the idea of having so many different like having the the hive really do it having everyone on the team really figure it out and then being able to step back and going okay this is me thinking about this without thinking of the judgment of others without thinking of what it looks like like I'm doing the best that I'm doing for Jackson because I'm doing it for Jackson you know not for any other reason so yeah gotta keep that viewpoint in mind all right, I gotta go to bed. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks. You go to bed. Thanks, honey. No problem. I'll you All right. Bye. Thanks for riding on the denial bus. But your stop's coming up. You're gonna have to get off. Get back to the real world, life. Don't worry. You got this.